0: You are now listening to Countdown to Kickoff Presented by DolphinsTalk.com To get you ready for today's game Here's your host, Tom Ernesey Week
1: 4 edition against the Indianapolis Colts the Colts. I am your host, Tom Ernest. With me is Dante Colinelli. Dante had a nice weekend off going to his mom's wedding. He said that he was Hollywooding it up at the wedding. Uh, Dante, welcome back to Countdown and uh, excited to have you back.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be back. I, I went about as Hollywood as I, I possibly could going home for my mom's wedding. It was not. Um, not like the most Hollywood atmosphere, you know, it was more of that, you know, wedding atmosphere, yeah, but you know, I wedding. did the best I could. Yeah, I did the best I could. Yeah. It's all, it a good it's time, all, now.
1: it's all that matters. It's all that That's matters. Right. I, yep. I prepped you up as soon as you said you had a mom's wedding. I said, you better Hollywood the F up that wedding. And I'm glad you did your part, sir. Uh Welcome to the show, everyone. We're going to be talking dolphins and Colts. This is going to be a very interesting matchup, uh, particularly Uh, with the amount of injuries that we're going to discuss here in a minute. But it is also throwback weekend. They are honoring the great Don Shula on Saturday leading up to the game on Sunday. This in itself is a big weekend for the fans because of what Don Shula meant to so many Dolphins fans and what he meant to South Florida. So this is a big game for the weekend. But they're throwing on the throwbacks which is even better if if you saw the game Thursday night, unfortunately, with the Miami Hurricanes game against Virginia, you saw the field was painted up. That is a beautiful thing to look at, and the Dolphins will be wearing throwbacks. I believe the white on white because it's a one o'clock game, so they're going to look very, very sharp, but they need to be sharp not just with their apparel, but they got to be sharp on the field, and we're going to get into this right now. Uh, let's talk about the injury report. There's a lot of big names here on the injury report. We're going to start with the Colts. And obviously the biggest name here, Dante, is Quentin Nelson. He did not participate in practice all week. He is out for this game. This will be his first ever missed game in the NFL. Not only that, first-round pick, Quiddy Pay, He did not practice. He is not playing with a hamstring injury. Tackle Braden Smith. Also out, did not practice all week. He will not play. Kari Willis, safety, ankle groin injury, did not practice. He is out this week. Cornerback, Rocky Sin, love the name.
0: He's Temple got great. an ankle
1: injury. There you go. He, <laughs> is, he is injured. He is not playing. Jack Doyle, a limited participant on Friday after not practicing all week. Uh, he's got a questionable status. Jonathan Taylor, his, his knee is a little banged up. They've, they did not work him very hard. In practice this week, he is questionable for the game with a knee injury. Carson Wentz has uh, my grandmother's two ankles. Uh, He struggled, (laughs) he was limited all week in practice, and he is a questionable. uh, He's questionable as well, but he is definitely going to be playing. Uh, Mark Glonowski, guard, knee injury. He was a do not participate Thursday, but full practice on Friday. So he's questionable, but he should be playing. Darius Leonard. No game designation. Eric Fisher, tackle, not injury related. They were arresting him. He's a good full go. And then Antoine Wood, same thing with a back injury. He is a full go. Before we jump into the Dolphins side of it, what do the losses of Quentin Nelson, Quiddy Pay, and Rocky Sin mean for the Colts going into this game? Uh,
0: I mean, they're huge losses. I mean, we were talking pre show, right? Like Quentin Nelson is. You know, all pro guard. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He's he's definitely top three. I think there's a fair argument for him to be one, just a tremendous player. He's easily the best player on that line. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Quiddy Pays, their first round pick out of Michigan. They have bodies at edge, but nobody who's been particularly productive. So that's a big loss for them. And then Rocky Sin, I mean, he's he's one of their best cornerbacks. Um, you know, he's had a little bit of an up and down career for sure, but um, he's been good so far this season. I think he, you know, he seemed like he was having one of his better seasons so far this year, even though the Colts are 0 3 and they've been struggling a little bit, but he's been good. So, I mean, you're out a starting corner. You're out one of the best guards in the country. Um, it's a big loss. And th- those are advantages that the dolphins are going to have in this game. Our injury report looks significantly cleaner than that. Um, and then obviously, you know, look, man you never know a Carson Wentz like, you know, I mean, he's going to play, he's questionable, but I mean, this man sprained both of his ankles. Like, I I don't think I'm ever going to be like, yeah, there's a hundred percent chance that Carson's going to go out there and be fine. Cause like, I, I just don't think that that'll happen, but yeah, I mean, huge loss to the Colts, some really, really good players up front for them.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of players up front that are hurt, the dolphins will be without starting center, Michael Dieter. As he was practicing Wednesday, he did something with his foot or quad. That is what's listed on the injury report. It looks like he aggravated enough where he did not participate Thursday or Friday, and they flat-out ruled him out for the game. Uh, Jerome Baker uh, on the injury report with a hamstring injury. Will Fuller, chest, elbow, uh, probably from that non-pass interference call in the end zone against the Raiders is probably when that happened. Story for another day uh Xavier Howard with a shoulder injury Brandon Jones ankle and Devontae Parker with a shoulder all those guys full practices they have no injury designation so Michael Dieter is now out Greg Mance is in for the Dolphins how much of a drop-off could we see here Dante
0: realistically speaking probably not a big one uh Dieter's been probably the team's best lineman this year however the bar is on the floor in that regard yeah so um probably not a big drop off I think frankly we're gonna talk about you know matchups to watch later and stuff like that but like you know frankly it didn't matter who was playing center whoever was blocking DeForest Buckner I was not very confident in. Uh, we're just going to say that. So uh, what will be the drop off from Mance to Dieter? I, I don't think it'll be a huge one. If I, I would assume that they'll probably tread water there and that Mance will be relatively just as good as Dieter's been as kind of a guy who is solid enough that you, know, you can play him and kind of get away with it. Uh, the problem is that the other players on the line have been less than solid enough um uh, to put it lightly so i don't think we'll see a big drop off but still it's it's not good to see a player who seems like he's finally coming into his own even if it's just a little bit of that you know get hurt and miss time so hopefully it's not something that that keeps him out a couple of weeks
1: yeah he you know he, like you said he is he's the best of the bunch right now he's you know kind of rounded out into a average offensive lineman from being really nothing as a third round pick back in 2019. He's now finally ascending a little bit where we see a little bit of consistency where he has been one of the best Dolphins offensive linemen so far this season. But once again, it's not saying a lot because this group has not been good. Uh, Dante, before we get into our, who has the advantage, let's first talk about our friends at manscaped. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safely than this. This is what I used to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for whenever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by joining Manscaped. Or going to manscape.com, 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Dolphins Talk. And it's because it's time to end the days of shaving your balls and end up looking like a horror movie. The folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. Below the race grooming leaders have fourth generation performance packets inside. You'll find Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, liquid formulations, and two free gifts. You know, spooky season is here, and Manscaped is getting you set. Starting with the Lawnmower 4.0, fourth generation trimmer, also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents, thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. I could kill on and on about this stuff, but once I started reading the first line, I lost character, and I can't keep going with it. Dude, <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm, I'm glad
0: you do. I'm glad you do the reads, man. I just would have started laughing. Are you kidding? That intro? Wow, yeah, man. man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, love, I love Manscaped. So again, everyone go to manscaped.com, promo code dolphins talk save 20% and get free shipping. Let's go to who has the advantage. And we start with a beautiful matchup at quarterback. The brisket, Jacoby Brissett versus Carson Wentz. Dante. I I give you the floor, sir.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. Um, All right. Assuming that Carson Wentz plays the entire game, he's very clearly the best quarterback in this game. I I really don't even think it's close. Um, Here's the thing about Jacoby Brissett. He's not good. Um, So for me, even if if Carson Wentz is like halfway to his ceiling, he's better. Just has more upside – Uh, better arm strength, better mobility. Uh, Wentz has been relatively fine this year, right? Like the Colts are 0-3. They're obviously, they they seem like they're underachieving. Uh, But when Wentz has been on the field, he's been fine. I think what we saw from Jacoby Brissett last week was, look, he's a tough dude, you know, he led us back. You know, that was nice to see him kind of, uh, you know, take the reins of the offense and, and do some things at the end of the game. That's all good and dandy, but... You know, he had, like, 20 completions for, like, 100 yards at one point or, like, 30 completions for, like, 120 yards. Like, I mean, that's embarrassing. Like, I I mean, that's, like, really, really terrible. So, I'm not going to pick any quarterback, any legitimately starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, I'm not going to pick Jacoby Brissett over any of those guys. So... That's where I'm at with it. He can play well enough for the Dolphins to win this game. Don't get me wrong; like I'm not saying he's going to be a detriment to the team, maybe, but like Wentz is better.
1: Yeah, you know the one thing that I took away from the end of the Raiders game last week that not just that the refs are blind when it comes to blatant pass interference calls, but Jacoby Brissett when the the team felt that they needed to come back because when the fourth quarter started they were down. I think it was 11 points. And they've clawed, they scratched their way back into the game, and they played with urgency, and the offense was moving the ball. They just needed to do that when they were up 14 to nothing in the first quarter against a good Raiders team. So I want them to have that same urgency coming out of the gate. Run the ball consistently with your running backs. And see where it goes. You know, Miles Gaskin, for the limited amount of carries that he has this year, he's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. But they stop giving him the ball. Give him the ball more. It takes pressure off your quarterback and Jacoby Brissett. Maybe it opens up more opportunities. But I am, I'm tired of seeing everything so close to the line of scrimmage. Let's get the ball down the field. No defense is going to not. They're not going to respect you if you can't throw the ball deep even if you don't hit the play and it goes incomplete, at least now they have to worry about it, but it took them three and a half quarters to start doing that. So that's got to change, but I agree with you once is the best quarterback on the field, even with two ankles that belong on my grandmother. Um, I think the dolphins are going to try to really contain him as much as possible, keep him in the pocket, get some hits on him, or, force him to get out of the pocket because if his ankles are really that bad, which is based on reports, he could have missed time for these sprained ankles. But the fact that he's playing, get after him, make him use his legs um, and and get those ankles hurting more. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out, but definitely better than Brisket right now. At the running back room, uh, Jonathan Taylor is banged up with a knee injury. They also have Naheem Hines. Marlon Mack, who is now on the trade block, which, you know, me looking at Marlon Mack on the block, I see a bunch of Dolphins fans saying, Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins. The Dolphins can't establish a run game to begin with, and they have a guy like that already in Savan Ahmed, so there's no reason to trade for Marlon Mack, but either way. Uh, I like what the Dolphins had with Malcolm Brown last week, but they got away from him too quick. That 24-yard touchdown was a very nice run. They just... Again, they get away from the run. Jonathan Taylor is head and shoulders above these guys, even with a bum knee. The Colts definitely have an advantage at running back, and that's something we'll talk about on the defensive side of the ball and how the Dolphins can win the game. But Jonathan Taylor is a is a monster, and they have to make sure that they stack the box and make sure they account for him because he can break big runs, and the Dolphins' defense, uh, when it comes to the run game, has not been good.
0: Yeah, I don't really think we need to talk about this one a ton. I, I agree with everything you said. Jonathan Taylor is a very good running back. Uh, the Dolphins – well, I don't, but, you know. Uh, the, <laughs> the Dolphins do not have a guy like him, but, yeah, I mean, this one's a wash.
1: All right, wide receiver room. Uh, I don't think this is close right now. The Dolphins, far and away, have the most talent. I love uh, what they've tried to do with Jalen Waddell. It just hasn't worked yet. Uh, but he is—he's uh, doing a great job with the ball in his hands, trying to make something happen. Just a lot of miscommunication. Devontae Parker has been steady. Yes, he's on the injury report this week, but he's practicing full. He's been—he's been good. Um, will Fuller, I hope he can go. Seems like he will be able to go. Um, I think that they need to get the ball to him more. But the Dolphins' wide receiver room is—is is impeccable. Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to be a good football player in this league. He's just got to stay healthy. Paris Campbell, it could be a nightmare if he's uh, you know, on the underneath roots, um, but he's had a rough start to his career with injuries. But the Dolphins have the advantage here, and hopefully Jacoby Brissett can get these guys involved uh, better and get them involved you know, past the line of scrimmage and not throwing a screen pass in the end zone.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I think the Waddle usage is just—it's it, a, a symptom of the larger problem of the offense in that uh, it's just completely incapable of pushing the ball down the field. Uh, and that's something that you and I talked about a lot on last year's countdown to kickoff <laughs> shows. And and here we are with Will Fuller and Jalen yeah. Waddle, and we have the same problem. So um, that is not encouraging. However, um, the play of Jalen Waddle has been very encouraging. I mean, he's open. He separates, um, he, makes, well. yeah, he makes catches, he's been productive, he's done what they've asked him to do. Uh, I would argue that what they're asking him to do is objectively stupid, but you know what, that's where we're at with it. Um, I think he's played well. I think the Dolphins have the advantage here. Yeah.
1: The tight end room, uh, I, I'm going to go Miami as well. I think you'll probably agree with me. Jack Doyle is likely going to play in this game, uh, but Jack Doyle doesn't really scare me very much at all. But Mike Kosicki, 10 catches last week against the Raiders. Finally, they're getting some more usage out of him. Uh, I don't know where it was the first two games, but, you know, he had 10 catches for I think around 90 yards against the Raiders. Um, Clearly he is a matchup nightmare that they continue to try to exploit. They need to get him involved early and often, but you know, the tight end room for the Dolphins is, is definitely good. Uh, and good enough to be above the Colts
0: I agree um mike Kosicki, obviously one of my favorite players on the team I just think that he's such a such a matchup nightmare and he's yeah. he's very very good on the flip side though I do think Jack Doyle is a good tight end. Um, yeah. he's a really really good blocker he helps the Colts disguise a lot of stuff but he is not the threat that mike Kosicki is in the passing game so we'll have to go with Miami on this one
1: all right you know I'm gonna click the next one Dante. We don't have to say anything. No. All right. We're going to skip ahead. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's talk about the defense here. Let's go to the defensive line. Uh, For those of you listening, not watching, we just skipped over the offensive line. We don't need to talk about it right now. (laughs) Um, There's enough of that that we'll talk about during the week. Uh, Defensive line, you mentioned it at the top of the show. I want to get more of your thoughts on the Colts defensive line without quitting pay. They still have a monster up front. DeForest Buckner,
0: yeah, is yeah. going He's to be
1: a matchup nightmare for the Dolphins. The Dolphins better have three guys on him at once uh, to try to not wreck the game because Buckner is uh, an absolute monster. Um, but when the flip side of it, Emmanuel Agba in his own right has been good this season for Miami. His pass rush has been not hitting home as often as we'd like to see, but he's putting a lot of pressure on the opposing quarterbacks. And I, I, you know, I know he's positioned as linebacker, but it was great to see Jalen Phillips also getting some work last week. And he was, you know, again, it didn't hit home, but the pressures that he was applying – on that offensive line and on Derek Carr was very good to see. I hope they continue to use him more, but just the DeForest Buckner alone, I think lean the Colts on the uh, defensive line in regards of an advantage. But last thing I'll say with Miami, Christian Wilkins showed up last week. I liked his game. I thought he was good Um, and he's just very steady and he's been probably one of the steadiest uh, uh, defensive linemen for this team so far this year.
0: Yeah, I think I think you did a good job, kind of covering um, my thoughts on it. DeForest Buckner's the best defensive lineman in this game. I mean, he's probably like the second or third best defensive lineman in the NFL. He's a All Pro. He is, you know. There's Aaron Donald, and then there's DeForest Buckner. Like he's close. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's close. Um, so he's a game record now on the depth side of things. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Colts missing Quiddy Pay hurts. The rest of the guys they got up there. I mean, like they're not. Bad football players, but they don't really do much. Like they don't really scare me per se. Um, they
1: scare me only because of who they're going against.
0: Okay, you know what? That's fair. I I can't really argue that. You know, they might all look like freaking Lawrence Taylor this week, but you know, I, I on paper, I think the Dolphins have the better unit. Like what I've seen from Zach Sealer. Like what I've seen from Christian Wilkins. Emmanuel uh, ogba has been very good this year. I know the sacks aren't there, but um, you know, as the the forward thinking analytics guy that I am, haha! I would tell you that socks are a stupid stat anyway. So, um, he, he, you know, honestly,
1: before you continue, yeah. I want to say he really reminds me of Olivier Vernon. So far this year, he looks a lot like Olivier. I don't Vernon, hate it. Yeah, Sox he's good, old, but he is being very disruptive. He's being yeah. I mean, that's what's important
0: that is what is important. Yeah, he's getting guys off their spots and that's what matters and I think that he's done a a tremendous job in that way. So I think the Dolphins have the better depth here, but I mean it would not surprise me given the the offensive line that the Forrest Buckner's playing against if he just goes out there and outproduces everyone on the Dolphins line. But we we can move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go to the linebacker uh unit. Um I'll let you lead the way here. I think uh I think I know where you're leaning, but I want you to talk about the stud they have uh, in regards of Indianapolis, Darius Leonard, is an absolute stud, and he's head and shoulders the best linebacker on this field for the for the game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I'm going to go Colts because Darius Leonard is a is a problem, and the Dolphins definitely, just like DeForest Buckner, they have to make sure they know where he is at all times.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Colts have the better, uh, better player and the better room here. Um, I, I think that Leonard makes up for a lot of the gap between the depth. And then, you know, I don't really think Bobby Okurike is a bad player. I think that he's pretty solid there in the middle, at least comparable, a very different player, but like, you know, overall, I think he's pretty comparable to a Landon Roberts. So, I mean, if you want to call that a wash, go for it. Um, And then I think Darius Leonard is just, Honestly, he's the A-plus version of Jerome Baker, right? Like that—that that is the type of player that Baker is. And and that's not really a knock on Baker. Leonard's, Leonard's very good. Um, so I think the Colts have the advantage here easily.
1: Yep. Uh, this may not, you know, on paper, the names have been, you know, the Dolphins definitely on paper have the better players when it comes to the defensive backfield. But they haven't played like it over the recent couple weeks. Um, Derek Carr chewed him up last week. Um, you know, just a lot of, I I think they did a great job doing what they needed to do with Darren Waller, holding him to only five catches for 58 yards or 59 yards. I think that was in itself a win, but too many big plays. I think Derek Carr had, uh, what was it? Was it 10 plays over 20 yards or something like that? I mean, there was just explosion after explosion plays against the secondary and, uh, things just got to get cleaned up. You know, they, they're just giving up too many big plays, missed tackles. Uh, but Xavier Howard, once again, is far and away the best defensive back on the field. And, you know, Byron Jones, uh, again, very good corner. I would like to see more of Nick Needham. I'll get your thoughts on this here in a minute. I'd like to see more Nick Needham over Justin Coleman. I think, I think Justin Coleman, just from last week watching the game and watching the, uh, the, the 22 coaches film, he he just got torched. Teams have been targeting him since the Patriots game. The Bills did a great job targeting Justin Coleman, uh, and the the Raiders followed suit. I, I just like to see more Nick Needham. I think Nick Needham deserves a chance to be out there to 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 continue his development. But you know, I'm not the coach. But what are your
0: thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that seeing Nick Needham isn't a bad thing. I was going to kind of say the same thing. I think the teams have been targeting the slot. Uh, in Miami, I mean, we saw Hunter Renfro, you know, he, uh, Renfro beat everybody at least once he beat Xavier even. So, you know, Renfro is one of the better slots in the NFL, but, uh, the uh, teams have definitely been funneling targets to that spot, trying to expose whoever's there. Um, and, and that has typically been Justin Coleman this season. So I'm not opposed to seeing Nick Needham there at all. I think Needham is a, a solid NFL player and definitely deserves a shot overall, though. I, th- I think the dolphins definitely have the advantage here. I think Byron Jones was really good last week, especially against Darren Waller. Uh, you talked about Xavier Howard still playing really, really well. Safety spot, um, the combination of Holland, McCordy, and Rowe. They've been fine. Um, I think that they've been good. Holland's been solid. mccordy has been, you know, okay. And Rowe's been, you know, about as good as you can ask for from him. So um, I, I think the Dolphins have the advantage here. I wouldn't sleep on the Colts only because I think they have a couple playmakers back back there. Uh, namely, Julian Blackman. I, I think that he's a very, very good young safety for them. Kari Willis, probably not going to play in this game, but if he does, he's a pretty solid, strong safety. And then their nickel corner, Kenny Moore, uh, arguably the best nickel corner in the NFL. Really, really good blitzer, good ball skills. So um, I would recommend staying away from him and attacking Xavier Rhodes and whoever the heck replaces Rocky Sin in coverage. Uh, but I, I think the Dolphins have the advantage here.
1: Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> I love the name, Rodrigo Blankenship. And, and Jason Sanders is the kicking battle of the ages. No, I'm just kidding. Um, special teams is going to play a role. I'd you know, i like to see, You know, I, I don't know if it's just me, but every kickoff that's going two yards in the end zone, they're just letting it go and not trying to return it, which a lot of teams are doing that right now. But with Jakeem Grant back there, as good as he is as a returner, give it a go, try it, get a return out of them. <laughs> I mean, they just, you know, starting at the 25 is fine. That's the nature of the beast at this point, but the ball not traveling 10 yards into the end zone and not having a return, I, I you know, whatever I'm questioning it. Um, But, you know, at, at the end of the day, the, this game could come down to kicks and uh, you know, blanket chip has been solid. I thought he had a really good year for the Colts last year and Jason Sanders, you know, he's, he's Jason Sanders, but you know, there there's been moments where I'm I'm not as comfortable <laughs> with him kicking the ball right now. Cause he's, he, he barely got that 50 yarder in in the fourth quarter where it just skimmed the upright uh, and he missed that kick against Buffalo just before uh, halftime. So uh, not looking like the all pro Jason Sanders just yet. I'm not, concerned that Jason Sanders is falling off because he's not, but uh, you know, this if this game comes down to a kick, you know, it, it's a pretty even matchup.
0: I, I still think Sanders is the better kicker. I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit higher on him um, right now, at least. I, I do get your concern, though, right? Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like slightly concerned when the game tying field goal came around, but uh, you know, the kind of the flow of that game felt like he was going to make it just because it didn't seem like the football gods wanted the game to end yet. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I feel good about taking Sanders over black and chip by a little bit. I think in the return game, I, yeah, I mean, maybe Hakeem Grant, you should have him bring the ball out, but he fumbles a lot, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like I don't know how I feel about that. I'm kind of on the fence. I totally get where you're coming from, right? Like you, mate, you should give him at least a chance, but also like I, I don't have any faith in in Hakeem Grant. I'm gonna be honest. I just, every time he touches the ball, I feel like something bad happens. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think the Dolphins special
1: teams that it does on offense, but you know, they I think they they definitely need to get him some chances. And you know, if the ball is only going one yard in the end zone, we'll let him return it. You know, he's an explosive playmaker with a ball in his hand. If he can get to the second level, no one's touching him. We've seen that for since he's been a rookie. You know, he's been returning kicks. I think yeah, uh, I want to say almost every year in his career he's had a return for a touchdown. I, potentially, I have to look it up. Uh, but it just seems that way. It seems just seems like he's always returning a kick for a touchdown every year. All right, Dante. Key matchups. Where do you got? Who is your key yeah. matchup for the week?
0: We kind of talked about it and I alluded to it at the top of the show, but it's the Dolphins interior offensive line versus DeForest Buckner. Uh, You look at this game and you say to yourselves, all right, the Colts are banged up. They're battered. They're coming into this game off of three losses. You know, Miami, you know, theoretically, they haven't particularly played well this year either, but they should win this game. You know, where can the Colts wreck the game? And obviously, your eyes immediately go to DeForest Buckner versus Greg Mann, Solomon Kinley, and Uh, whoever the heck ends up starting at the other other guard spot. Is that going to be Robert Hahn, Jesse Davis? I don't know what the heck they're doing right now, honestly. But um, that worries me, Tom. Those are the things that keep me up at night. Thinking about DeForest Buckner against those boys man that's yeah. tough. So those guys, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's the Aaron Donald policy right when they played the Rams last year where like four dudes just converged on him at the snap and we just we just let everyone else try and beat us. I don't know if that's the plan. I don't know if it's we're not gonna run in his general direction a single time. I don't know what it looks like. I'm not a coach for a reason. Um, but that that's the key matchup because if, if the Dolphins are going to lose this game, it's going to be because DeForest Buckner just makes their life hell on offense. And this team, simply put, does not have the offensive explosiveness to not be able to drop back and give Jacoby Brissett a couple of seconds because like they're not good enough to deal with constant pressure. They're not. If DeForest Buckner is getting pressure on every other snap, they're going to score like seven points in this game. It, it's not going to be good. So I don't know what the game plan is, Tom, but it double, triple – you cannot let him beat you because that is the main way you're going to lose this football game.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins running backs, particularly Miles Gaskin versus Darius Leonard. Um, I think we know that the Dolphins really like to use Miles Gaskin out of the backfield as a receiving back. And Darius Leonard is one of the better cover linebackers in the game. The Dolphins are going to have to try to get away. Uh, from throwing consistently to Miles Gaskin and let him try to run the ball. I know and it's a story for another day, but they need a bell cow back. Period on no. story.
0: <laughs> they need a bell cow. Every countdown and kickoff show this every year call- we've done.
1: <laughs> every show and that was starting from last year. No, yeah. I I've, you know like I said, I like Gaskin. I want them to use him more but Darius Leonard is a, is a very, very good linebacker. I want the Dolphins to use Gaskin to all of his abilities because the easiest way to win a football game is to control the ball, convert third downs, keep your defense on the sideline, rest them, and put points on the board as many times as you can. Gaskin needs the ball. Leonard is a tough matchup. They got to figure out a way to exploit a matchup, maybe move. Uh, have Leonard move around a little bit, maybe, you know, have him try to key on Gesicki and and see what you can do with Miles Gaskin out of the backfield. But I think that's a huge matchup and the Dolphins for once this season need to win that matchup and be consistent in the running game, which I'm asking for a lot, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Mike took your pick last week, Dante, and he was correct. He picked the Raiders. Figuring that you would pick the Raiders. I'm pretty 3-0, sure. Three no, baby. That's to- all I hear. 3-0. And I went out on a limb. I I went into the show saying the Raiders were gonna win, and then in the last second I said I think the Dolphins were gonna find a way to claw their way to victory.
0: And they, they were, almost did. They almost uh, did. That yeah, we that close. But yeah. this is a
1: huge this is a huge game, and I've been saying this for three weeks. Two and two going into the next game against the Patriots sounds a lot better than one and three. Or not the Patriots, I'm sorry, the Bucs. Thinking of Tom Brady. Um, this is a big game. The Colts are banged up. They are struggling. Carson Wentz can barely move. And the Dolphins need to find a way to win the game. Ha- hands down, this is a game they have to win in South Florida. They have to score some t- They have to score some points because their first home opener here against the Bills, they scored nothing. So get out to an early lead. Hold the lead and don't give up that lead that quickly the way they did against the Raiders. Um, I'm going to say the dolphins will pull out the victory, but it's going to be ugly. I'm going to say 17, 14.
0: Oh, right. wow. You went lower than me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I don't feel good about this pick. I, I felt good about the first two. And obviously I felt great about Mike's pick last week. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> I think the Dolphins are going to win too. I think it's going to be a close game. I had a twenty to seventeen, so we're we're kind of in the same ballpark there as far as this is going to be an ugly football game. I don't really think that this is going to be like particularly an enjoyable Sunday afternoon for us. I think it's going to be uh, a slugfest. You know, special teams touchdown. There's going to be at least one pick six. Like it's going to be ugly offense for four quarters. But I do think the Dolphins will pull this out. I, I think that the Colts are missing some key players as we've highlighted and you highlighted in your prediction. And I think that that ends up being the difference. So I'll take Miami 20 to 17.
1: All right. Fingers crossed that Dante stays undefeated uh, on the season uh, in his predictions, but that will do it for countdown to kickoff. Thank you all for joining. Be sure to go to dolphinstock.com every single day for all the latest uh, Miami dolphins news and information. Be sure every day during the week to check out the blitz by our very own Michael Leva on miamidolphins.com. Uh, be sure to follow Dante at Dante Colinelli. He does amazing work. If you guys are interested in following Temple Football, he does amazing work. Sometimes Dante doesn't want to do it himself, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he does tremendous work. He's also very good with the college scouting, so make sure you're following him because the draft, before you know it, will be here.
0: <laughs> yeah the Dolphins might be uh might be looking at the draft a little bit sooner than we thought Tom so yeah.
1: well we don't know. want to get into that talk because the, the we don't have our own pick we have the 49ers pick and um uh, we may not, not even have first round picks we don't know there's things that are. no about no end the show
0: and the podcast I don't want to talk we're about done.
1: it <laughs> we're done all right everyone enjoy the game fins up let's go
0: Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.